You're listening to Reflections, a soul music podcast with Jamie and Ash, where we discuss the classic albums with the classic songs. Welcome to another episode of Reflections Music Podcast, episode five. Uh, Ashley reliably told me, and um, I'm here with Ash. How you doing, Ash? Very good. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm Jamie, by the way. I always forget to introduce myself. Uh, I'm well, Ash. I'm, I've been very good. It was my birthday this past week, so and I've had I've had time off, and I saw my family, which is always good. So, oh, it's a nice feeling. Yeah. You you okay? Not feeling too old. Pardon? Not feeling too old. You feeling good about that? You're right with it all. Uh, every year is different. So I've turned 43 this year and I should be more depressed than I was last year. But I think I was more depressed <laughs> last year. And it's weird, right? Because we're, it's, it's locked down and the world's crazy. But I'm just like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I think it's because um, I bought more guitar stuff. Um, I, I treated myself to some guitar gear. And um, yeah, I'm having way too much fun on guitar, man. <laughs> I'm having, way too much, I'm having way too much fun. I bought like uh, I bought pedals and um, it's boring for the listeners, but I bought these like effects pedals. So I bought a chorus effect pedal. So basically, I'm just now stuck in the '80s. Like I'm just playing <laughs> Purple Rain over and over again. Oh man, oh, I wish I wish we were doing a um a Purple Rain podcast because I've just been rinsing Purple Rain. Anyway, another. Yeah. Another another discussion. So this week we are doing Rasan Patterson. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And uh it's a self-titled album, so if I don't say the name of the album, I've already said it. It's Rasan yeah. Patterson by Rasan Patterson. Bad album, Ash. I'm just so gonna good. put I'm just gonna put that out there immediately. Sick. Um Yeah. And what I realized this is the first of the albums we've done so far that I actively sought out. Basically, I'd had all the other stuff brought to me by the radio or whatever. But this time I was like in a record store and I went to the guy. I want more of that Neo Soul or whatever that stuff, whatever I called it. I don't know what I would have called it then. Mm. And he was like, hey man, check this guy out. You'll like him. <laughs> and I, and he, and I used he, to love doing that. I oh, was great, right? in a record shop and just, oh, yeah. Man. When someone tells when someone asks for something yeah. and they don't know and you give them something, yeah, check that out or try that out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a great the best feeling. Part of that job. Oh, it is, right? And um yeah. He gave me the uh, the C D. He had an afro, so I was in. I was in immediately. And then um do you remember when in the record stores you could actually sort of like listen to a bit? Yeah. 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 So I listened to a bit. Um I think it was probably stopped by actually, which is the first release. We'll get into it. And uh, it had that funk and I was in. So I was like, yeah. So I didn't even listen to that much of the album in the shop. I just like said, yeah, this is, this is more of what I want. And I just, Look at uh, that. marketing, marketing sold it. The I'm afro, telling, the look. I'm telling you. Yeah. And then it had the funk with the clavinet. Two albums, two albums on the, on the bounce, Ash. Eric Benet last week, Rasan Patterson this week, all up in the clavinet. I'm loving that. I'm loving that Stevie Wonder vibe. Um, yeah, but we'll get into it. So that is my that is my uh, brief history with this album. What about you? How did you find it? Uh, it's my my the oracle that is my older cousin, uh-huh. out in NY, um, who had been 
visiting and and left it and clearly knew that I would get into it. She probably left it, kind of left it for mum, but was probably hoping that I would pick it up yeah, yeah. and get into it. Uh, and yeah, the CD didn't leave the house. It just <laughs> it stayed. It didn't go back with her. It didn't go anywhere else. Um, yeah. yeah, I can imagine. So good to listen to. It so is. good. Yeah, it is. Apart from that, do you have any initial thoughts? Or should I just get into the facts and then we just start talking about this shizzle? So where we went last last time with Eric Benet and this mm. this kind of this this undercard, so to speak, yeah, of the big three. Like right. this is. This is another undercard player, and we'll get into the reasons why, or I have my reasons why I feel he's part of the undercards. Um, and I mean, Sales will show that he's part of the undercard anyway. But absolutely, um, again, probably someone who's really slept on. But I can't, I can't think that anyone who loves this type of music will not pick up this album and not enjoy it near enough from start to finish. It's just, it is a perfect embodiment. Um, it reminds me, you know, like 70s, 80s rock and pop, yeah, where they have full production. Like, they, you can tell that they've put a lot of time into each little guitar rift and putting something in the left side and putting something on the right <laughs> side. And maybe yeah. have a bit of percussion here and, and let's have a string section. And, you know, I feel like this is the first Neo Soul album that that kind of carries that kind of energy where there is so much thought process gone into to all of the production and the musicality and musicianship of, of every single song um, that it's just a, a joy to listen to. And it does have its downsides, but overall, like, there's, there's too much there. You're absolutely right. And uh, I think it's something that is not, doesn't actually come across in the two singles that, that were released. No way. Okay. Um, it's a it's a weird one, and again, it's one of those ones where I just don't know what the record company were thinking. It's their choice. It's an album. It's an yeah. album. Oh man, it's 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 weird. All right, so but yeah, this one you said you called it. You used the word undercard, but yeah, definitely, this is really really even more so than Eric Benet's album. This is really niche. I think you have to be like into the soul to to know this album. Do you know what? Even doing research for it. It's his first album, and I, I think it's... I've listened to... I think he's done about five or six studio albums now. I've listened to about four. This is easily the best one, but it's the one you can find least amount of information about, for me. It's it's my favourite. I think it's the the most complete. And trying to get information about it, or just see an interview where he's talking about it, it's it's really difficult. Weird. But I, I was thinking about that, though, as well. I, it's... We're, it, we're coming from an era... Is it the where, time well, it came out? It's, so long it's ago. magazine culture. It's yeah, magazine yeah. culture. I'd All have to do that. would have been in the magazines yeah. or, or on radio. Blues and soul vibe. Over. <laughs> yeah, vibe, touch. Like, yeah, touch, all, the, yeah. All, all of those magazines, that's that's where the gems will be because he, he wouldn't have been coming over for tour. I don't think I saw him live until about 2003, 2004... Uh, and I'm sure he must have come over before then, but you know, like, but I think it's the third album that I went and saw him gig. So you know, like him coming over to do UK videos, you know, or interviews wouldn't have been as much. It would have been over the phone. It would have been radio, um, and then probably would have been the same in the states, really. And again, you wonder how much the record company would have pushed on it. 
like, I, I thought there was only two singles. And if there was only two singles, I, I mean, I've got my reasons why there would only be two singles. But again, it's another sign that the record company didn't put a load of money and a load of time into the promo. They just let it do what it needed to do. Definitely. Which I don't think is a bad thing. I actually saw him when he came over for this album. Weirdly, yeah. um, my friend, uh, we were, my good friend at the time, uh, he was like, oh yeah, Rassan Patterson's coming over. And he was at the Cafe de Paris. Is that even <laughs> still there? Is that still there? I think it's still there. In Le- Leicester Square, I, Piccadilly I, I, Circus. Yeah, yeah. You know, right? I saw him in there. And uh, like I've always say, it's the live. When, once I see an artist live, I think that really cements it. And his vocals live, as you know, sick ridiculous I, I had a newfound appreciation for him he can the guy can blow like vocal wise he's one of the best in this genre like he's up there easily anyway let's get on with this thing so this album <laughs> talking about lack of information um it was it was either released january 1st 97 or 28th of January 97 depending uh, one is wiki's entry another one is the information I get from Spotify so this is say January 97 it was on MCA, MCA which is part of the Universal Music Group um, and writers and producers so you got Rasan and then uh, two main people that are on pretty much most of the tracks so you got Jamie Jazz who I couldn't find any other credits for it seems like he's just a he's just his main his main body of work was has been with Rasan Patterson and the second dude who you should know is Keith Crouch Keith Crouch has worked with Brandy Boyz II Men Maxwell even Tevin Campbell he even did an Eric Clapton remix in the 90s okay. when Eric Clapton started messing around with R&B dudes do you remember he did that babyface thing yeah <laughs> yeah so he worked with Eric Clapton and there's this third dude um, called Chris Bolden whose other credits include Tevin Campbell and Changing Faces so more of a traditional R&B dude that dude so um, oh here's a here's a fact for you Ashley so I said Keith Crouch um, he worked with Brandy did you know that before Rasan Patterson, um, before he released this album or any solo stuff, he used to write and one of his biggest hits, he wrote for Brandy. Yeah, you Maybe. knew that. Maybe, yeah. 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 yeah, a lot of people don't know that. But what I find really interesting is a good segue into the first single, Stop By. It sounds similar to Stop By. <laughs> just just with Brandy, it's more, it's more hip-hop because it's obviously yeah. in that genre, so it's more hip-hop bass but the group the, the the bass groove is very similar to stop by and mm. i find that very interesting so stop uh, by yeah. first single came out um release all i got for a release date is 96 so obviously some a, a bit of time before the album's release that's normal um written by a whole host of people but the main for sam patterson keith crouch and a couple of other dudes uh glenn mckinney and roy pennon produced by C- keith crouch this single did not chart at all. I mean, not even like not even in the R and B charts, man. Just not even 
this just like they're just like people either the radio stations didn't know what it was or they didn't like him or people heard it and they were just like we don't want this it's weird i mean it's not the it's not by no means the best song in the album but it's a it's a sick funk groove it's there right it's a slow burner like i, I can only i only really get into it when it hits the bridge when it when it, it's it's one of those songs like where for me anyway i have songs where oh this is all right this is all right but i'll only really listen to it so i can enjoy the bridge because it's no I'm, no no me- I hear you. Me- mediocre is the wrong word i'm trying to find a word it's it's not it's not like amazing it's kind of good it's all right but because it's kind of all right and okay, when the bridge hits, it hits even harder because the bridge is so strong and it is so good. So it's kind of like you have to listen to all of that to then fully, you can't just jump to the bridge because it, it just don't feel the same. But when that, yeah, but when that bridge comes in, I feel like that's when the song explodes and it, and it really kind of comes into its own and carries through to the end. But before then, it's just a real kind of, like I said, a slow burner, ticks over. It, it does sound great. He sounds good as well. And it, you know, it's it's a nice, easy, a nice, easy intro into him. You know, it's, I think it's so. a simple, relatable song. Come on, come over, come by. Let me see you. Come talk to me. You know, it, it, boy meets girl, boy, boy. Like, you know, it's it's all of that. So I can understand why why the choice was there. I don't feel like the video is very strong, which probably didn't help here. Yes. Um, you know, I'm going to get to that. You know, I, I, I'm harsh on the videos in the nineties and this one, man. Wow. It just doesn't look comfortable. Doesn't look comfortable because it's, it's like who wrote the treatment for it? Basically, <laughs> for those who haven't seen it, he's, he's in the window of a shop. He's performing in the window of a shop, the whole damn video. And it seems like they just, they didn't even, like like sort of rent out that pavement space or sidewalk space so basically people are just walking past and he's got to perform to these random people as they're walking past the shop don't know, don't know anything don't know, about him. don't know anything about him he's not a big star he's like unknown and he looks so uncomfortable and it's so friggin' strange and like yeah it's it's weird and uh, whose idea what that was it definitely wasn't his because he. There, like there would have been better off putting a love interest outside the window and him performing yeah. to that love interest the whole time, like all different love interests, different love interests going by and stopping by to see him and talk to him, and you know, like that's what would have made sense. Yeah, that and the only part I think was a bit was a bit interesting when they had like you know they had dancers outside and at, yeah. ran, at the end of the video they all go they in all, yeah, yeah, and he's having yeah. like a party that makes a bit of work like, that works right yeah. because they're all eclectic and they look freaky like he does and it's like it's cool all that works but the rest of it is just like why and uh also what you were saying about the bridge i think that's a recurring theme in this album he he knows how to write a bridge. Bridges are amazing. <laughs> he knows how to write a bridge. Yeah, that is definitely a recurring theme. Um, yeah, um, I concur with most of what you said. I haven't got anything to say about about it. It was a this song. I like it. It's by no means the best song or my favorite, but it's a 
it was a good intro like it's the first song on the album first song i heard when i listened to the album all those years back and it was like enough to be like i'm into this music i want to listen to more and that's that's i mean what more can you ask for for a for an opening single you know so i'm good with that one moving on where you are ashley second release release sometime in 97 that's all i've got uh written by just for son this one it seems like uh and i think this is produced by jamie jazz i will come back and check that i didn't write that down gosh i'm so unprofessional sometimes but yeah i think from what from from memory this was a jamie jazz one yeah i'll let you go on this one um nice song nice easy relatable song um i liked the one thing that really kind of shone on me on this one was the acoustic guitar sound and feel to it and groove which i I don't think any of the other songs have so it, it just it makes it feel airy and light and spring and yeah just just a, a nice easy feel to it all um again his voice like when he's when he's ad-libbing towards the end when there's a, when there's a, like a little breakdown so i don't think this one has a proper bridge it's more like a little little breakdown and i've got to get, i've got to get to where you are and he's doing all of this vocal stuff it just yeah you just want to sing along and you just want to enjoy what he's doing and he it's almost like he single-handedly builds it up and then it comes back down again for a little groove and then it kicks back in again with another big chorus um yeah all of his songs a lot of them they just get better and better and better as the more you dig into it um and and yeah so I, i liked the way that this song had that that different light feel to it and had more of that focus it didn't feel even though there's a lot of production in there it didn't feel as heavily produced there was heavily um not as much instrument instrumentation on there um as there are on some of the other songs and other tracks and i think just because it's easy to relate to was probably why it went as a single i'm assuming time of the year but again video did not help this one anyway i'll, I'll, I'll get into this one as well <laughs> but, um, you know but again it's, it's a nice tune it's a nice groove yeah. and hopefully when did we say when did you say it came out did it like, was there like, a date on it no no just 97 Sorry. so i'd like to think that they dropped that in the springtime april may like yeah. that would, that would have been nice then hopefully because it's it, it is that it's bright it's bright and breezy and nice yeah like you i'm a guitar man um i hear the guitar it's it that pulls me in it's acoustic guitar it's not it's a nice progression um for me i know why they released this it's it's probably the most poppy song and probably most ex- cross with the most the song with the most crossover appeal i would say um and i kind of i liked i like i like it for that i like it because for the most part it it's not overtly soulful in in the way that a lot of the other album is it and it's it's kind of like a left it's kind of like a left field tune that one and um my sweetheart are the two that are sort of like a bit left and i kind of like that um being a stevie wonder or or prince fan i i kind of like when you know an artist just sort of like throws you for a loop and i think i feel like this one does yeah it's just it's just nice bit moist but i know for a fact i loved it at the time now for me now it's a bit it's a bit 
it's not where my head's at but it's a it's a really good tune and again like you say his vocals just just are wonderful all over it um we'll get into his vocals now i've got a i've got an, i've got an idea or something i want to say about his vocals what, what why i think he's so good um for me why i love him so much but i've got nothing else to say oh the video so this video they it seemed like they tried to make a better better attempt at doing him justice than the first one so this one you see it's it's set in it's looked like they they flew to like a town in spain or italy maybe so he's there uh, he's got a love interest and um he's basically walking around this town with people staring at him weirdly did you notice that there are, it's like it's like they just the, the crew went up there set up shop um didn't sort of like cordon off anywhere and just sort of like filmed like run and gun and it just you got all these sort of like old european people just staring at this random black dude with an afro performing well no Again. he's not got the afro on he's got the head scarf on well there's <laughs> there's, there's, right. there's <laughs> you hate the head scarf don't you no, 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 no. I, I'm a fan of the headscarf. Music songs now pulled it off a lot that, better than he did. Yeah, that was the thing. That was the thing. Yeah. So, so for people who who weren't around at the time, um, guys wearing headscarves was uh was was a massive thing around about what mid yeah, to late nineties. Yeah, if you had the hair, yeah, yeah, if you had the hair, it's like an extended bandana. So yeah, <laughs> that's right? a good way. Yeah, and if you had the hair, you 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 could bun it at the back in it. You used to yeah. rock it. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. yeah, you rocked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could never. You know what it is? I wanted to rock it, Ash, but I could never get the rap right. So I was just like, nah, <laughs> I'm gonna allow it. I can't. I can't rap it correctly. Anyway, so yeah. So th- again, it's really weird. And his love interest. Obviously, they never meet because the 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 theme of the song is like, I want to get to where you are. So they never meet. But it just seems like those two people never be together. I know that doesn't always matter. It just sometimes matters that the love interest is pretty and she's definitely attractive. But it just seems like, I don't know, it just seems all a bit odd. The whole premise of the song is that he's trying to get to her like he's away. He's working away from home. So he's not around and he's sorry and he wants to get back to her. So therefore, they're supposed to have already been together. (laughs) Like it's it's a really straightforward storyline really straightforward story I mean, he's on tour you film him on tour you film him <laughs> going around doing all the gigs and she's at home waiting waiting doing other things and missing her her boo and he misses her as well and then at the end they come back together it's not hard it's not rocket science they could have done that while they were on tour like because he would have been gigging it he would have been on the yeah. road you know like you know what, though? and it and it would have been a lot cheaper than flying flying them out to Italy or Spain, wherever it was. Well, I hope and, I hope they did it while he was touring there, and they just. It, that's the only way it, it make quite fi- it, it make financial sense. That's the only way it make financial sense. I I, I imagine because, yeah, it's weird. Do you know who wanted that song? No. Who? It's an R and B an R and B male vocalist who wanted that song. All right, I'm gonna go with Brian McKnight. No. Okay, because he's moist enough to do that. Uh. <laughs> No, I can't think. Go. It's Tevin. Oh, well, that makes sense. In fact, of course it makes sense because uh, in actuality, I said Jamie Jazz didn't work with anybody else. Jamie Jazz and Keith Crouch worked on Tevin Campbell's Back to the World album. I think his third album. They they were after. They were after that. 
and spend the night basically. Ashley, well, we're gonna get to best of the rest now. Yeah. Spend the night, man. I might as well do it. So basically, uh, listeners, he only released two album, uh, two singles from this album. What do you think that was? Uh, I think they, I think the record company just, I just, I just don't think they had a clue what to do with him and what to do with these songs. And I think they just, they really stopped by because that sounds like a, an opening single. And then after that, they were just like, oh, what, uh, what do we, what do we do? Oh, okay. Well, the most, the song with the most crossover appeals, Where You Are, let's just release that. And then after that, they just didn't know what to do. Because then it would have gone, think, think about it, it would have gone stop by where you are. And then I think, <laughs> I, I, I love Spend the Night. And I think Spend the Night would have been a great single. And I think it was released somewhere. Because uh, it's on Billboard's, um, Billboard does a list of um, songs that every artist has ever released. And it's on there, like, rele- uh, for a release late 97 or early 98. But there's no video for it. And it doesn't show up anywhere else as a release. But they might have thought, well, it's so different from everything else. And it's like, I, th- I think I think someone got, the A&R got cold feet or, or they couldn't agree on what to release. And then they're just like, I don't know. I don't know. That's me. I don't know. Why, why do you reckon? I just, I just don't think this is a singles album. I, I don't think there's, there's next uh, unless you're trying to to tell a story through the singles. Um, so if you if you had the the hindsight or the vision to say right, we're going to pick three or four singles here and tell a love story through the music videos, yeah. And that's how we're going to do it. I don't feel like there's any obvious choices. You know, there's there's the heartbreak tracks. There's the, you know, the, the really fun, lovely ones. But if there's, I can't, there's, I don't listen to this as a hits album. I listen to it as an album. I I actually think for when it was released, um, 97, and in the that, that um, R&B market, plus now the neo soul market i feel like for that time no it's not really a singles album but i think you released this in late 70s early 80s i think it's got hits all over it yeah i think it's got it's like it's it's so firmly ensconced in that era um it's really weird um i was chatting to my wife as i tend to do and uh we were listening to this in the car um and uh I was like, I was like saying, oh man, it's so good, blah blah blah, man. This is like one of the, it's one of my faves in like neo soul. She's like, this is neo soul, and I was like, well, of course it is. And then she was saying, she was she was saying that she she feels like some of it is really contemporary, like of the time. Like she was saying, um, like come over, and some of the ones on the later on the later up on the later. Uh, the later ones, let me see, like <laughs> the ones I don't like, basically, um, like "Ain't No Way," "Soul Free," uh, "Stay a While." A lot of those are quite contemporary, and she was like saying, "Is it really?" And I was like, "Well, yeah," because you got all that other uh, other stuff. She because she was like, "But there's so much contemporary stuff. Does that sort of water it down?" And I was like. I don't want to talk to you about it anymore. You're messing with my head. This is Neo Soul. <laughs> You're messing with my head. This is Neo Soul. But now I started thinking about it. Like, 
Do you reckon he was trying to sort of like straddle two stools in a way with 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 what was going on? Because to me, first time I heard it, it's like it's like Neo Soul. But now you start listening to take what she said on board. I'm like, mm, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Um, I it might be that it's just a very soulful album, and because of the time that it came out, it got put in the neo soul bracket. Um, you know, but I think, I think, and listening to him talk in general, not just about this album, but just just in general, I, I think he went in there wanting to make the music that he wanted to make and to write that he wanted to write, and and didn't really care. And I think it. I think he didn't want to, he was probably aware that he didn't want to experiment too much and get too innovative with the sounds. So he kind of, he did just play the the kind of soul card uh, and kept it there. Um, you know, even on the second album, it, 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 he starts playing around with some other sounds and, and some other yeah. stuff. And he he kind of does that progressively throughout his career. Yeah, I, I definitely get the sense that he's was very aware of or very focused on sort of being accessible and selling records and the fact that he doesn't and he and he still doesn't he 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 doesn't sell records but he's he's or singles for that matter well no one buys singles anymore but you get my point um but he seems to be the way the choices he makes and the songs he writes he seems to be very focused on especially with the second album yeah. I mean, the second album, the the opening release is so '90s R&B that it almost put me off the rest of the al- the, the the rest of the album. When I first heard it, I was like, "Rasan, it's not you. What are you doing? Yeah. Why are you succumbing to the dark side?" That's what I felt at the time. I was like, "But you, you listen to the rest of the album, it's fine." But um, but that, that was his yeah. last major label release. That was his last major label release. So it it kind of kind of gives me give me vibes where the record label was like saying you got to do this because we this album needs to be a success and we need to move some units or you're getting dropped anyway shit happens man he was gonna get even get dropped regardless just like just like eric benet eric, like it's never were you gonna get dropped do you know what i mean if you're not if you're not moving units like those the big three are then you got a problem anyway ash best of the rest my favorite there's so much to choose from but i just just before we got on just before we got on this call ash i i had to listen i i had to listen to spend the night i made the mistake and now it's just in me that is that song ash is a song for the ages man it's so damn good it's from the from the keyboard the the opening keyboard line which which puts it firmly in the 80s to the way he layers layers the 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 vocals, the BVs, and, and the chorus. Um, oh man, it's so good. This is where the album starts. Hey, it doesn't start with the fire. It doesn't. Start with <laughs> this is where it starts when that when that first line comes in. Oh, I can't believe it's happening. Something's taking over me. Like we haven't touched on him lyrically. Like you know, it, it's all. It's all very much romantic. It's all very much sweet, but I, I I don't feel like I don't feel like the way he uses his lyrics and his storytelling is as moist as as Eric Benet was. Like no, I, I feel like no, he's straight I feel to the like point. You know, they're just clear good love stories and yeah. 
a great way of expressing how he feels, um, which in turn helps many men express their feelings or, or women express how they want to be be talked about and felt about, you know, like he he does such a good job of it. The strings on it and oh, like, oh my gosh, you read my mind. I was just before, about to say like, you know, before the I think he's the first artist in this in this bracket to really take strings orchestration um and really fully implement it in his album. And you know, it's it's a joy to listen to it. It it adds to the quality immensely and it's why I put it on a, a higher standing than Eric Benet's album because there is just so much more attention to detail you know there's a little kind of double splash uh, symbol kick in there as well and it, you know there's just so much in each little production choice that's there and it's a perfect example of it you know and it just it, and like everything like pretty much every song it just builds up and builds up and builds up you know, it's, the, it's if you let me try I'll be sure to satisfy and it's a it's baby baby and you know actually gosh. that part that part makes my heart want to jump out of my it it hits so hard the the way the the BBs sing that oh man it hits it's yeah, Listeners, we, we go used listen to, to that song. About that in the studio as well about how like it's it's a bit bait when you just sing your own BVs as a vocalist and how you you can be a female vocalist and have male v, BVs and you know you can be a male vocalist and have female you know you can have the mix and it adds to the the, the quality and, and and the ingredients that you're putting into the mixture of what you're cooking up like it and it, again there's a couple of other examples where an additional voice that isn't a feature it's just it is a backing vocal but the different texture of that voice just adds to which song is it which song is it uh it's not is it my no it's not my sweetheart no it's probably i'm it's not it's the up-tempo one right yeah it might be one more it's either probably one more night or come over maybe yeah you can really hear it in the in the chorus of come over like that extra voice and what i like about it <laughs> what i like about it and why his backing vocals um in and of themselves stand out so much for me is be- is because in 90s r&b at the time 90s r&b um those guys they did they always did their own backing vocals especially if you were solo artist and and so inevitably you're listening to say i don't know um bright mcknight you, you're going to listen to the you, you hear the backing vocals and it's just his voice led and it sounds good but that's that's that sound okay whereas back in the day back in the day Steve Wonder goes in the st- studio he's got his wife and some two other women and they're doing his BVs so basically you've got the male singer and then you've got the you got the female backing vocalist I love that sound and it it adds so much colour to your music as well I mean I'm not saying I don't I love 90s R&B so I like all that stuff as well but for me it just adds a little little extra spice to your backing vocals and he's got a female he, he's he's doing the bvs as well but there's a female voice in there as well and it just it just especially especially in spend the night that if you let me try that the way they hit that mm, so damn good so that is my as of this morning, because I listen to it again, <laughs> that is my best of the rest because it just makes it, yeah, it just, it just, it just makes me jump off my seat. I don't know, it just hits really hard. Um, what's yours? 
you could have more than one because obviously he hasn't got a lot of singles. So no, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've got so much, like, and there's so much to, to pick from. I used to love, um, used to love Come Over, uh, uh, I used to, I used to, really not, not as much, as, that song. Not as, much as I did back then, but I mean, I loved it back then. It was up there with Spend the Night back then, but now it's, I, I like it, but it's not, yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not one of my faves anymore. Um, and yeah, it was um, it was one more night, one more night where there's a female vocal that comes in on the second on the second verse, and there's this "My love is just as strong as on the day we met," and the two of them are going back, not going back and forth, but the two of them just hit it, and it's just this beautiful. Not not only is it a beautiful harmony, but it's just a beautiful combination of two voices singing the same line and delivering the same message and it it just are uh, and again it's it's really got a nice a nice feel all the way through you know there's some nice easy full-bodied nod your head getting to know the love interest side of it then there's the strip it right down to can we wait a minute where he just shines as a as a vocalist and it's a beautiful song you know and then you've got joy where then they just really just go to town with the vocals and like we don't need all of this instrumentation we can just strip it bare down and i'm going to show you all of the quality that we have and it's just incredible songwriting incredible vocals but then they just go then they just give you my sweetheart and they just turn it back up and get you back into the groove and you're and then it takes you, and it, it's a shame that it kind of ends on a on a soft note. Like I, I, the last two yeah. tracks really don't yeah. don't do no. the album justice, and they should have no. just not included them. I, they yeah, I don't know why they, they don't fit. I, I they think, don't fit. I think he wanted them there, but they, yeah, they don't. You know, they don't do any favors to the album. But yeah, it, it's Ash, so good. You're talking about joy. So when I heard joy, so. At that time, my dad used to listen to this uh, vocal sextet called um, oh, Take Six. Do you know Take Six? Like jazz vocal. Yeah. And their vocals are ridiculous. Like um, Brian McKnight's brother, Claude, is part of that part of that guy part of that group. So he so you hear their stuff. Um, it's just the vocal. The it's it's really jazzy, and the harmonies are out of this world. And we hear Joy. You just like. Oh, oh, he's also on that level. He's he he knows he can sing, and he's got a, he's got a, a musical ear because you can't some of those changes in that you you're like you try to sing along, you're just like oh I just gone out of tune again because I didn't realize they were gonna make that change there. It's he's so vocally but also musically very good, you know. Like because sometimes people make the make the wrong assumption that if you don't play an instrument that you're not musical or you're not musically gifted but you can be you can just be a vocalist and still have an excellent musical ear and he's clearly got an excellent musical ear just <laughs> just from that song alone one of my other faves tears ago ash yeah love that that's that's almost like a ballad that i want to sing that's that's like you know you're saying about not as moist as eric benet now tears ago is moist however it doesn't offend me with its moistness. I don't know why. Maybe because it's really stripped down, and it's just and it's got that sort of like eighties like 
finger clicks and and it's just it's the story I yeah maybe that maybe it's the, it. yeah maybe it. oh man you believe what he's saying and and you that, know, you that goes it. back to singles like you could have told a love story with about four songs from this album no problem you know <laughs> and and people would have gone to that song if you'd have yeah. built up enough of a a rapport with him you would have listened to that song and you would have appreciated it you would have felt for it you'd have sung along to it in your heartbreak and you know i think I feel, I feel you're right i feel like there's a there's a core <laughs> like if he was like a brand new artist coming out now there's like a core of about maybe five or six tracks that would be a great ep and they they tell a story you know you, got, you come over spend the night tears ago like heartbreak come back almost like yeah, hang sweet. You could have done it in like five or six tracks and it just would have worked really, really well. Well, I want to talk about his vocals. Um, he sounds like if Stevie Wonder and Chaka Khan came together <laughs> and produced a vocal baby, it's him. And I, I tell you what, the sound, his sound is, his, the sound is is Stevie, you know, he's got that Stevie sound, obviously not the quality of Stevie, but he's got the Stevie sound. But there are certain words and the certain phrases he sings and the way he enunciates them, it's so um, Chaka Khan. And the way he hits certain um, BV lines, so like the one you're talking about in, was it One More Night you were talking about that one? The way he layers the, those vocals uh, with the female singer, it sounds like, if you go back and listen to like early Chaka Khan, like, late 70s early 80s Chaka Khan it sounds like the way she does her BVs it sounds just like it it's it's you're, you're looking like mm, you're not sure actually go back and listen to some Chaka Khan I'm telling you no 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 disagreement I wasn't the first person to say it actually um, um, someone else told me like way back in the day um, he was like oh yeah you know like Rasan is basically like just a he's just a Chaka Khan fan and I was like huh yeah, he did. It's all Stevie Wonder. In one of the um, yeah. interviews I listened to. Yeah. So, yeah, at the time I was like, it's all Stevie Wonder. And he was like, no, man. Like, go listen to Chaka Khan, go listen to some Rasan, and then tell me otherwise. And I was like, damn, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a polish to him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think Stevie has that polish. Like, Stevie sings from his heart, and, you know, it's a great vocal. But I feel like Rashawn Patterson's vocal is yeah, it's it's more, it's cleaner yeah, than it's Stevie. Still a point. It's yeah, it's still a point. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like Stevie. If yeah, Stevie got cleaned up and yeah, like you say, polished and yeah, where Stevie's just like off the cuff and just wild and and just throws his voice all here, there, and everywhere. And Rashawn is smoother then his voice is smoother so he he'll 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 do the stevie wonder with his natural voice but then he'll like slide up into falsetto which stevie never does in that in that same way you know on and stevie would never sing joy the way rasan patterson does you know for instance but um yeah so ash um any more oh i tell you what talking about the strings just one last one uh I think let me get the tune because I can never remember the name of this one. The strings on "Don't Want to Lose It." Oh, <laughs> they must kill you on that one, right? That's the that's the one. That's the that is the pinnacle. I feel like of... I feel like the intro for that song is just yeah, yeah 
I think there's there's a guitar rift, there's a little kind of percussion click, uh-huh. and um, and then the strings just do that. And it, it's you know it's it's and he still doesn't need to come in with his voice. No, he still doesn't need to come in with his voice. He, he still lets it sit and sit and sit. And then again, can I tell you if I yeah. the reason my heart I... feels this way? Ah, oh. there's a there's a live version um, on on YouTube that um, when I do the show notes, um, I usually add just the videos, but I'm gonna add that because you got to see it like live with a string quartet. It, it, it's it's was. Well, I think it's more. I think it's like almost like a mini orchestra. But, um, but that sound you... had to be. That's it's not yeah. that sound. It, you know, yeah. it spent some when money, you... which is nice. Yeah. When you said when you said that um, earlier, when you said this album, it's um, it's got full production. Uh, they spent some money. They they put thought into it. I feel like this song, um, don't want to lose it, encapsulates that. It's the one that encapsulates it most. It's it sounds so lush, and with the strings, and it's like. It's it's a huge, it's a big song. The bridge as well, the bridge on it just keeps on going. Like you feel like he's he's reached a height, and then the bridge is able to then kind of keep on pushing it to another level, to another place. And you know, he really kind of, you know, if you're if you're really trying to sing your heart out to this person and telling them that you need to stay and like I need you here, like you know, it's just. I'm not quite darling. I'm not done yet. I ain't finished yet. I've got more to tell you. I've got even more reason for you to come back here, and you're gonna, you know. And they, and then again, he just does that thing where he just drops it down and doesn't need to sing over anything. He can let the music do the talking. And there's a really nice string section just after the peak of the bridge where it drops down, uh, and then he comes back in with it. I'm falling deeper now. And he. He's got another line. He's got like another vocal layer to give you after that bridge. He doesn't need to come back into the chorus again. He's got. He's got another. He's mm-hmm. just got lines for days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, there's yeah. so many first lines that I just I know straight away, and I can hear it, and I can clear it, and I, I don't know what D'Angelo's saying half the time. Like, here's this guy just gets his lyrics out to the point. Um, and again, and it's part of this whole Polish package, which is which is why we love the album. Um, but he's so good as a songwriter. Like I, I would just, I'd really love to, I'd really love to see him kind of mastermind another artist. Like if he doesn't sell now, I would just, I'd love to see him. Like it, it would have been interesting to see what Robin Thicke would have done. Like if if Rashan did an album with him, the same way like like Raphael Sadiq like mold so many albums for people and so many songs for people. I can't understand why he doesn't have a career like that um, because he's, he's good enough. Well, His mentality well, is good enough as well. Well, exactly. Like we were saying, um, well, let's, let's get to that. Ash. Let's, let's, let's talk about like his legacy or lack thereof. Like we, 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 we touched on it at the beginning. Um, you said he, well, I said he was niche, very niche. Um, what do you attribute his uh, lack of success, stroke, recognition, and just like we did with Eric Benet, like where's his place in Neo Soul? Like where where is it now? Um, he's not a star, and that's the problem. He's not a star. He's 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 so those two videos showed how uncomfortable he was, and I mean this is this is 
you know, he he was a Disney kid. Like he did TV from an That's early right. age. He should be he should be comfortable, exactly. And polished. He, he did. I, I think I don't know the name of the artist, but basically one of the other artist, one of the other people that he did that Disney kids TV show with, um, went on and got a record deal, and he went and did BV. There's, with her. there's a there's a there's a couple, right? So there was like um, you're talking about Martika, right? I don't know the name. It might be there was there was Martika, and I'm sure. Um, unless I've got it mixed up with the Disney Club kids, I'm sure that Fergie from Black Eyed Peas was part of. Yeah, I think Rassan, he did that. Rasan Patterson's, um, so Kids Incorporated, you said, right? Yeah, so that was called. Cool. Yeah, I'm sure she was part of that um, as well. Um, and there was this other lady called Martika, who had some success late. 80s early 90s I, I only sort of like it's weird because I was listening to Prince Prince wrote some songs for her as well and then it got the Rasan thing link it was like yeah so yeah it was Martika no, and Fergie. Know, he, he had the, all the experience so he you know he should be you either got it or you don't got it and I don't, and I don't think he has it I, I think he is an incredible artist I think he's incredible live and and ticks a lot of boxes but I don't think he has the X factor. Um, I hate referencing that, but it's called the show's called that name for a reason because there is something about people that about stars where they just got something about them that makes them deliver a song and take it to another place where you can't just go, oh my god, what is that? And well, just star power. And yeah. I think that's what what he lacks, unfortunately. Exactly. So I like. I, I put in my notes, uh, lack of, lack of, I said, no image or lack of image, I said, and it, and it's, and it's quite, it's weird, it's a weird thing to say considering Neo Soul was meant to be the genre where it's about the musicality and it's about, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not meant to be like R&B, R&B was, is very image driven and stuff like that whereas you know neo soul is meant to be the antidote to that it's meant to be all about the music yeah but, but still it's really important the, yeah, the image part of it what we've talked about so far we've, we've exactly Ma- maxwell who was a sex symbol we've talked about d'angelo who was a sex symbol yes Erica, not necessarily a sex symbol but had a very clear look oh feel like what she did visually know? she was she was like impressive i mean in, in fact you know like we mug off a lot of the videos these neo soul people did. We didn't mug off hers. Like Erica, Erica's videos were on point. Yeah. She knew what she was doing. So, you know, yeah, it, all that. I mean, yeah. I, it's the music game. I mean, like if, you, if you're going to yeah. sell records, like you can't just have a good song and a good voice. No. There's, there's more no. to the game than that. That's no, what he, the music business. He wow. would have done, he would have done better in the sixties and seventies for that, for that. Yeah. But in the nineties, even then, he wouldn't have had the grand success because he wouldn't have stood out as much as some of his peers. But, but he, yeah, he wouldn't have, but he would have at least had, he would have been one of those, you know, you get those like one hit wonders in the 60s. He would have been, he would have, he would, from this album, he would have had at least one of those would have been a big, a big, a big hit. Yeah. Like, and and to be fair as well, there's not too many, many artists that could have released an album in the 90s that could have taken that album and released it into the 70s and <laughs> and stood their yeah. own. And exactly. With them. It's true. You know? it's, and it's I true. think this album does does do that and can do that without too much trouble. You know, it's, it's strong. It's um, very strong. 
but that, but that's the other thing as well you know in the same way that we're not talking about the star power the hit singles aren't there it, it is a just a, a glorious album not for night but not on. for 97 i mean if you remember uh, when we did the erica i went through um because she released her album in 97 went through what the r&b charts were saying at the time the artists that were in so it was really it was competitive it was that was like that's why some of those r&b artists were doing their some of their best work and like you say taken to he's got no x factor and no strong single for that time for that for that time period yeah he's gonna struggle and i, I and i've got he's do you know what and he struggled ever since i've uh, i went through the the uh peak positions of all these albums and he's never i think maybe one album has hit the has gone beyond uh the top 50 and this is just r&b we're not even talking about like the pop charts we're just talking about the r&b charts he's got one album that has gone above 50 so there is something and his albums are quality they always they, they always have that musicality there so something about him it, it, yeah he's just not he's not, he's definitely not a suck symbol he's not he's not visually striking in any way yeah you but know, he, but also he just doesn't have the aura yeah, he did. Yeah. With an aura, yeah. you know, like some people could pull off that random window shop, you know, performance and make yeah. it work. I tell you what, though, um, I was going to bring this up, but I think as we're talking about it, I might as well bring it up. Did you see um, an interview? This is like a recent one um, around one of his later releases, and that he, in the interview, he intimated, or the interviewer intimated that. Um, because he, he's come out as gay, right? And she intimated that um, his lack of success or lack of recognition could have been um, due to that. And I was watching it, and I was thinking, no, that's has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Mainly because I'm just going by... I mean, obviously, I know now that he that he's gay. Like, like in later life, like, I, know he, I know he is. But back then, I wouldn't have known. And... And it was only so, when we saw him live that we realised. It's only when we saw him live. Yeah. And so I'm 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 assuming like a lot of people didn't know. And it plus in the in the songs he's singing he's, he he says girl so it's 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 clear that he's singing about a woman or that's what the lyrics are saying. So you wouldn't have known. So that I don't think that has anything to do with it. And I know, I know what she was trying to say. R and B is very masculine, like traditionally masculine. Okay, you know, like is there's not really. That it's, that it's not it doesn't seem very accepting of of of, of homosexuality so that's that's fair so i know she, where she was going with that but to 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 cite that as a contributing factor to his lack of success i just think it was a bit off the mark i i, I, I don't i don't think it has anything to do with that i just don't think i just don't think it was very obvious especially if you, if you hadn't seen him live yeah so I, you know it, it might have been unfortunate that some people might not have batted for him um, the way that they could have, but I don't think it would have. I don't think it would have majorly changed the the outcome. And you know, again, like, there's there's plenty no, of, so. of massive, major, homosexual like stars out there. You know that the music industry mm. has has produced. Mm. Like so, uh, and actually, it would have exactly. set him off on another tangent in that genre because the, there was no one else. I don't think there's anyone yeah, else. I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I feel like um, Neo Soul was so kind of eclectic. Or you, you could sort of like forge your own way 
right? Because everyone, everyone yeah. kind of. This, this is what I was going to wanted to say about the album as well as a whole as well. Every album what we've done so far, we've done five of these podcasts, and they've all got their own flavor. None of them is a rehash of mm. of, of something else, right? Um, and that is great, <laughs> considering you know you grew up listening to nineties R and B like. They've all got the same producers. Like a lot of the songs sound the same, even though you love it, they they do sound the same. Where every album, every artist is an individual within the soul so far yeah. that we've done. So yeah, there, there there might have been room for him just to just to come out, but that I think that is besides the point. I just don't think I just don't I think even if he was out of the closet, um, I don't think it would have made him sell more. Maybe, maybe, but then I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's a factor. I. I. I really don't. No, I'd, I'd agree with that. It is a shame, though, uh, because I feel like he, he is less recognised than Eric Benet, and I. I would say he's a better artist than Eric Benet. Yeah, but but how many people are listening to Eric's album and listening to Eric's music? I don't think they are. Like, I think Rashan, if we if we still lived in an age of of record shops and and so forth, um, like he's the his is the kind of album that just like you discovered the album, some will recommend it and say give this a listen. You know, it'd be one of those hidden gems that you just come across and you, you never knew about yeah. at the time. And actually, because it's so good, it still holds weight. So I, I feel like, you know, and it does. Like you can still listen to that album today, and it and it still have the the quality, not necessarily the freshness, but just the class to make it not feel like it is stuck in a '90s moment in time. That it is relevant. The songs are relevant. The storytelling is relevant. It's just as relevant as it as it is now as it was then. Um, and he, he just has he, he's going to have better artist credibility than Eric Benet ever will do uh, I think so rightfully so he does with me anyway like where, where my mind's at I just yeah he's definitely definitely way more credible because he just he just he just is he's just more musical it, it's it's it's, it's, it's all the albums as well it's yeah. there in all the albums like yeah there's okay that's a good that's a good way of looking at it i beyond eric benet's second album i can't really listen to an eric benet album now i just i get bored it's like what you're saying that he he got stuck in that whole um that that weird place where now he's just like a the wedding singer or the guy that makes the wedding song and does duets with other female singers. He's he's in that lane. I, I find I've yeah, like beyond the second album I find him very difficult to listen to now. Whereas even though I said his first album is is my is my preferred, it's my favourite, um his albums are all good. They all have quality. Yeah. They all have they all, they all have a lot of quality and this is just me speaking like you speak to um my you speak to my wife now she prefers I think his fourth album or something like that like yeah. she got me into that one if she was just like this is the one that works for me and I'm like that's what I'm saying like like years later he's still producing quality you know so yeah I haven't got much more to say about this guy that he is really if 
if I if if we were saying Eric Benet is like doesn't get the recognition he he deserved, then um, that that means that is double for Rasan Patterson because at least <laughs> you'll see Eric Benet on BET award ceremony still still singing now. You just don't Rasan just doesn't even it's like he doesn't even register in like like R and B consciousness it's weird or like modern modern soul music consciousness he's like it doesn't exist like he exists for some people obviously us and you watch these live you watch you go on youtube see his like live performances you see the comments so there are people out there but it seems like they're few and far between and it's it's a bit weird it's a bit strange i feel very bad for him why but, this is his lane it is his I, lane, you know, but, you, but we, but we, but you were just saying that uh, maybe he could, he if he would have taken a route. I just think like, I just think he's on the fringes of the industry, and I think he could be in it, even if he wasn't just selling records, just doing like, like you say the Raphael Sadiq. Like you see Raphael Sadiq, he's got, he doesn't sell like a, a mega amount of records, right? But he's done like some quality work. But in the industry, he's like a boy. Like he produces for this person, for that person. You know, you know. If you want a certain sound, let's let's go get Sadiq on this album. He, Rasam doesn't have any of that, and to me, that's a shame. Just just for me. That's definitely a shame. That's definitely. But I feel yeah. like um, his lane as an artist. I think he would always want to be recognised for his music. Yeah, first absolutely. And before anything else, and. You know, he, he has that. He's established that and he can still release an album now. He released an album last year and yep. do it on his own terms, do it however he wants to do it um, and still make music, like, which yeah. is all is all any artist can really ask for, to still be able to, to do that, still enjoy it um, and still earn a living from it, you know, whether it is the highest of heights or, you know, well, yeah, he's definitely not at the lowest of lows. He ticks over. Oh no, no, he's 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 definitely ticking over. He's he's <laughs> he's not he's not destitute, and he's still working. He's still touring, and he's still bringing out albums, and they're still doing well enough for him to eat. Yeah, he's he's fine. It's just that you know when you <laughs> when you really admire someone and admire their work and their talent, you just always want them to you know be be. be maybe, up maybe there'll be an artist out there somewhere that that starts to break through. And someone and just says, you know what? I want this guy to work on my album. Can we make it happen? And go and speak to him. You know, you never know. Mm. There might be some genius out there who thinks it's a really good idea to go and work with him, and it would be an amazing idea to go and work with him again. Oh yeah. <laughs> even if you even if you just got him to sort of like write your BV lines, like his BV lines are like quality, and people think like, oh, that's a really that's a really easy that's a really easy skill, no. dude. It's oh. not to write quality BVs is like a talent and a skill in and of itself. Trust me, trust me. As a man who's been in the studio trying to write BVs and failing miserably, <laughs> I know <laughs> that that shit is not easy. Anyway, Ash, I've got nothing more to say apart yeah. from, folks, go and check out this album. It's on. It's on Spotify. Um, all the tracks are on YouTube. Yeah, go listen to this. Yeah, don't avoid YouTube. Like, listen to the album. Just, just listen to the album. That's that's all you need to do. 
just uh, yeah so good and you, you may well have slept on it and if you haven't slept on it and if you've always known about it then go and share it in your stories go listen to it yeah. again more people mm-hmm. need to know about it more people need to mm-hmm. listen to it it's just yeah incredible body of work yeah and check out um if you if you if you ever see that he's paid out somewhere go and check him out go see him live because yeah. then if you think his vocals sound good on on record wait till you hear him live it's mm-hmm. something else blew my mind and i've seen him three times once with you or twice with you yeah he was he was in that other group wasn't he that that sugar rush beat company yeah they... yeah. yeah which was a weird that was weird that was a weird period that for him weird. yeah it was that weird. was weird but but he's his vocals even even on that were like amazing yeah, yeah so yeah check it out ash cool we're not done yet dude don't try and run don't try and run you gotta do an ash recommends <laughs> It's a thing. <laughs> Don't try and run. I hope you got one ready, because that is a thing. So, Ash, you've had you've had two weeks as well. So, dude, come uh, with uh, it. Uh, I need to check the name of the album. Hold on. All right, cool. But my Good. recommend what? is okay. an artist that I I was able to work with at the start of her career. Um, Ooh, what are you going to say? I think. She's gone on to much bigger and better things than than doing anything <laughs> alongside me. But, um, Ego LMA released her first yeah. a couple of weeks she, ago. She did, uh, yes. Um, it it would have been more in line to talk about it when we did the Erica Badu album, but it it wasn't out then. Honey for Wounds is just a wonderful body of work for a, a UK artist to produce something of this quality um is and not be on a major be doing it independently and, and be driving forward the way that she is um visually all the visuals are just out of this world um a fantastic representation of her and her sound and and the and the songs that she's trying to get across like um yeah she she is our our uk no i don't want to no i'm not going to compare it actually but she is a star She's an absolute star, amazing songwriter, amazing vocalist. If you love your old jazz, if you love your your soulfulness, um, yeah, and just music with a message. In these times that we're living in right now, she isn't shying away from that conversation. She's stepping up and she's she's batting for the team and she's hitting some home runs without a shadow of a doubt. Like Ash, who were you going to compare her to? Just so the listeners get a vibe. Not saying it's, that she's it's as good. Badu, but, yeah, yeah. But okay. Before cool. I came out of my mouth, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. You're right. You're it. No. Like the, the the little I heard of it, um, because I saw you. Was it on Instagram? You were, or Twitter? One of them. Yeah. I saw you. And I was like, oh, let me go check this out. And the little the little I heard, um, yeah, it is. It's Erica, but it's not Erica. <laughs> it's Badu, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that's a that's a good frame of reference if, for people who want, if you want to know like the style of it. But it's not that, so that it that would be quite disingenuous to say, and and it probably doesn't do her any favors to be compared to to Badu as well. But it is it is quality. So I concur with that one, Ash. Have you got anything else? Uh, anyone? Uh, if you haven't checked out Dornick, go check out Dornick's new album like that that's more for ah oh, there's there's some janet jackson 90s r&b on that like yeah it's, do you know what some good i like that. i like you know what i like about dornick <laughs> ash especially uh the first album um first album especially he like if i was gonna make music 
I'd be making that music. Like if I was making music now, that is what I would be making because, and it's weird when I saw that, when I saw his first ever video, cause he's like my complexion and he's got dreads. Mm. Uh, and when my brother said, why is Dornick, why is Dornick you? <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I wish I could be him. Cause he's just doing this, this music that I would love to do right now. So yeah, check out Dornick, man. Yeah, he's, he, he's dope. Another UK artist. Um, but, yeah. we, we, we're going to need to talk about a UK artist over one of these next two podcasts, though. We, I have someone for us to talk about. And an really? About. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Oh, I think I know. I think I know already because it's UK and it's around about that time. 90s. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. That can work. I think it does work. I think that can work. Yeah. That can work. All right, cool. Yeah, let's talk about it. But anyway, folks, um, Ash, where can they find you? Music is Remedy is the ta- is the handle or Ashroy. One of the two. Find me on there. As we mentioned, I'm running a half marathon. So if anyone fancies uh, giving a bit of support and giving a bit of sponsorship, uh, it will. Pro- I would have probably have done it. Or oh, actually, I might be doing it on the day that this goes live. I'm not too you sure. Are, you are doing yeah. it. So basically, when it goes live, you'll be preparing. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> running. Be I'll be running you'll be, live. You'll yeah. be running. So... Um, yeah, yeah. If again, it's for an amazing cause, the Gallians Music Trust, who help provide young children with musical opportunities that they just wouldn't have. Like talking about strings, when you see a six-year-old getting the chance to learn a cello for five years and not have to pay anything for it, that's that's an incredible opportunity that again most people don't get. So, yeah, if you love music and you want to support young London kids getting some amazing music opportunities, please, um, yeah, just find it on my handles. All the details are there. Or I'll mm-hmm. get in touch with how you can support. But that'd be amazing. Cool. Good. You can find me on Twitter at Jamie John Chi. Um, and on Twitter, if you want to just any comments, um, our Twitter handle is ReflectionsMUS1. Um, so, yeah, hit us up. Yeah. And that. we're going to start putting out some more content as well like um yeah i'm going to start up in the content that we put out just being in the conversation and if you like this type of music and you want somewhere to talk about it or or yeah just have a voice uh and connect with some people like yeah that's that's what we want to do we want to absolutely have these conversations and have because i know you're out there and i know there's loads of people who want to talk about this stuff and if you're like us that feels like you're sometimes starved of uh soul conversation then yeah we're your we're your place for that so yeah yes up actually once again thank you my man yeah yeah all good on to the next on to the next one thanks for listening guys yeah thanks for listening as always